Never in the history of the world have the merchants of obscenity had available to them the modern facilities for disseminating this filth. Disseminating this filth. The onslaught of the communist masters of deceit. Bingo. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Sluts. Hello. Marlo's here. So, how's it going? You know, pretty good. It's been a good week for comedy drama. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I am officially Fall Guys pilled. (laughs) It's a new game that came out at Rocks, and I just want to play Fall Guys for Pete's sake. Fall Guys pilled. Yep. Yeah, it's actually really awesome. Uh, it's basically a games, but like you start with sixty players, and it's like a tournament to one player. What do you play it on? It's PC and uh, PlayStation Four. Oh, okay, PlayStation uh, Four. Yeah, uh, but PC you can just buy it on Steam. Yeah, no, it fucking rock. Uh, we should all stop paying attention to politics and play Fall Guys. Steve's here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sweet. All right. Welcome. All of the Panko comic slots are here. How's everyone doing? Doing pretty good. How about you? Pretty good. It's been an exciting week for comedy drama. Yeah. Tell us about it. I guess we're talking about Jake Flores's come. I guess. I just... Has there been other drama this week? Or just more local boring dramas. Oh, yeah. No, I saw your uh, buddy that I uh, really like and seems like a cool dude, but I haven't like actually talked to him since the time you guys hung out with us. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 There was an attempt on my very good friend to uh, sort of cancel him, but they for what? But it backfired because it was based on bullshit and it was. uh, for being like a really uh, funny essentially comedian. for uh running better shows and um you know actually drawing an audience and blah 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 so the venue owner wanting him to produce more than uh another person who uh had a very poor track record and never paid anyone who did any of her shows right. and uh yeah it was quite a week and then, of course, up here, there was a weird attempt to, like, revenge porn the dear sweet Jake Flores, who uh, I quite like. And it was hilarious because I felt like that also backfired on uh, the Legion of Skanks. Uh, Luis is, uh, I think it just backfired and made him all look like weird virgins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I mean, I, I should, I guess, start listening to Pod Damn America. I never bothered. Yeah, no, I'll give it a listen. I also never bothered with Legion of Skanks, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, correct. I've also, look, I've listened to all of these things. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's yeah. like you have to. You know, 
Like, no, I get that. Uh, That's, you don't have to. I don't have to. Uh, I'm over here, you know, just uh, Cumville to just town to Spunkopolis. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Legion of Skanks just seems like if Comtown was slightly more right wing and uh, a little bit, yeah, but. It was uh, it was super fun because yeah you can't uh, shame somebody with something they're not ashamed of. Yeah, no, I mean like yeah, whatever. Um, what's the dude was in some like femdom? What's porn. the That's backstory? Cool. Somebody, Jake Flores, who is on Pod Damn America, has like this kind of. Uh, long-standing beef with uh, Luis J. Gomez from Legion of Skanks. I believe, uh, So, look, I'm totally, like, winging it on this history right now, but uh, sometime last year, uh, they got into an actual, like, almost physical altercation, or did get. And, yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah, and uh, the Legion of Skanks fans see Jake as a virtue signaling such and such, because he's not, like into slurs uh i do know jake a little bit personally and uh he's not quite that at all and um there was an attempt this week to someone had found a like a little fetish video (laughs) that jake had done with uh someone like a while back some dominatrix you know like just like a friend you know a bud from brooklyn uh no, I think it was when it was on the road. And, um, oh, okay. but anyway, well, they made this video. But yes. And in it, he's being dommed. He does, he does come on a cookie and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's obviously the part that everybody is like, <laughs> well, then it's funny because <laughs> the Legion of Skanks fans are like, yay. You're gay for yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's like, yeah, it's whatever. I mean, so, the man chose to be in the video. Like, Yeah, and he, uh, <laughs> so basically, it was kind of like, uh, Luis was like hinting at it, and then Jake got wind of it, and Jake was like, yeah, here's the video. Like, I don't give a fuck. Um, and uh, I don't know, it was very funny. Um, well, apparently, like, Nick said something about it on uh, Insta. Well, yeah, Nick after uh, afterwards was like, yeah, somebody sent that to me like a while back. I mean, like, I think the real backstory, uh, which I guess I can talk about because Jake talks, I've just heard Jake talk about it on podcasts. It's not like whatever. Uh, I think he has uh, some kind of previous relationship with somebody who got kind of stalkery and had track down this video and then like in an attempt to blackmail him or whatever had sent it to people previously like because it's not like you can search his name it's not like tagged with him or whatever it's just it's like and it's like a short little clip on whatever um so i guess someone had that person possibly had sent it to nick mullen of come town uh earlier this year and nick was like who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. Which is, again, like, why the Comtown is better than Legion of Skanks, because, like, 
Nick understands, like, no one cares. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so then, like, this week, uh, somebody brings it to Luis's attention, and then he, of course, bites, like, the uh, 12-year-old he is, and... Uh, yeah, no, it's like, yeah, it's just a flailing, like, it's like, yeah, eh, I don't know, I mean, the people who still hate Jake Flores still hate Jake Flores, and which no I, one else really gives a fuck about it. Yeah, which is funny to me, because, uh, I'll say it, Jake's, Jake's a lovely person, to my knowledge, and very funny, um, and as advertised, so, uh, like, <laughs> um, anyway uh it was very funny and i did think that luis uh got a little spooked and thought he ran afoul of like revenge porn thing oh yeah yeah no he deleted he sure did so uh i definitely (laughs) enjoyed that yeah it's yeah whatever (laughs) yeah sounds like so yeah, that was the that was early in the week for me. Just come, 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 and then uh, you know, and then we ended the week with uh, some wet ass pussies. So yeah, yeah, I saw that video. Yeah. It was alright. Yeah, I mean, I don't that, know. The, I, that I, is I in really... reference to the Cardi B, Megan The Stallion. Yeah, uh, wow. Um, wow. Which yeah. the ra- the radio version is wet and gushy, which is like somehow. Oh, I was listening to the fucking radio version this whole goddamn time. Yeah, yeah, the explicit version. She, they just say wet ass pussy all those times. Oh, okay, yeah, no, because like I, I remember thinking that they like purposely as a bit do not say the word pussy in the video, but instead say a grosser thing. Like I thought that was like I part know. of the mystique of the song. Yeah, and I kind of appreciated that. But shit, okay. Well, it is, so I do think somehow it's more graphic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, ex- <laughs> yes, like anything that suggests um, wetness is contained in something is just gross. Like yeah. it's, it's like, it's like the word, yeah, moist. the word moist, gushy, gushers, I don't know. Yeah, there- it's all disgusting. But, yeah, um, there's also a part in the song where Cardi B is like, I believe she says it's like macaroni. Macaroni in a pot, that's a wet ass pussy, huh? Which. <laughs> I mean, okay, no shit, because I remember so like dirty. listening to the song and thinking like, how will they radio this up? And like, that was the radio. I thought I heard him say fuck at one point. That, um, I mean. Uh, All right, shit. I got I guess I have to listen to the because I was well, kind of impressed with the radio. <laughs> yeah, Cardi Cardi is uh, waiting to upload the video with the full explicit version. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I, I, as I wait with excitement myself. I mean, also, um, you know, excellent video. Good for them. Just um, great. Uh, there was some controversy because Kylie Jenner makes an appearance in the video. Yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit. And uh, duh, that's the whole point uh, of her being in it. So everyone who wouldn't have talked about it already because it's amazing and <laughs> blah, blah, blah is going to talk about it because uh, she's in it. So just, you know, yeah. just let it be. 
Uh, anyway, finish the job. Look, look. Also, Albanians are at it again. Uh, Twitter just found out again that Rita Ora is not at all a person of color. She's just an Albanian. There's too many Albanians <laughs> in pop music. Rita Ora, Dua Lipa, oh also BB Rexa, all Albanians. What is this about? This is actually going to be my um, Greek nationalist moment. Hell yeah. I kind of want to... Wait, 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 uh, Nat, put in uh, the Greek national anthem here a little bit. Yeah. Can you sing it, Yeah. Is it to the melody of the Olympics uh, theme? Because I always imagine that's the case. Not quite. Not quite. Okay. Well, anyway... <laughs> I am just defending them. Um, no, so, like, no, I would like to, like, kind of time machine back and stop the Ottoman Empire just to see what our discourse <laughs> would be like right now. Like, I don't know. How would we discuss the Kardashians if the Ottoman Empire never existed? Would there even be any Kardashians if the Ottoman Empire didn't exist? Think about that. I don't know. Because have come to this country if... Well, yeah, no, I mean, that's the obvious, but I also like kind of uh, imagining that everything would be the same, but just certain things would be different. But like most of the, like a really lazy one, like, um, oh, what's that fucking movie that came out uh, the other year? Um, like kind of yesterday universe where it's like... Yeah. Yeah, you kind of... God damn it. Can you yeah, hear me? Yeah, you were describing that amazing movie yesterday where that guy wakes yeah. up and the Beatles are gone. Yeah. I mean, which but sounds the, like a paradise. But, yeah, no, it would be wonderful. Uh, we could only <laughs> ever... Bingo commie slut. We could only ever an wish. anti-Beatles podcast. Anti-Beatles uh, as fuck. Yeah. Um, Anti-Beatles action, ABAB, all Beatles are bastards. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, my point about yesterday, though, is it's of the genre of time travel movie where it's like you have something and just like one thing is mostly different, but everything else is mostly the same. It's not really through all of this. I'd like to think there would still be Kardashians, but there wouldn't be an Armenian genocide. I don't know. Would, would they be made stronger or weaker by this? Yeah, no, okay, so that's my main thing is, like, I mean, the entire Baltics, the whole Armenia, Azerbaijan, Albania thing that is happening that I never understand, and every time someone explains it to me, I don't pay attention, um, would be different. So, like, yeah, no, I, I'm just... So much of our discourse is uh, dominated by Armenian genocide denial and Albanian revanchism. <laughs> and uh, what if that was gone? How would our society be different? How would our society be different? I mean, I guess Kardashian would have been a more powerful figure in this. Without the Ottoman Empire? Perhaps. That in this universe... The Kardashians would reign over their subjects in Kardashian land. Is that what you're know. saying? Yeah, no, the, uh, no, because the young. key. The, I mean, well, you guys don't give a fuck, obviously, but the key to the specific Kardashian success is not even the Kardashian piece, but the Kris Jenner piece. 
this this lady from the Midwest who is a stewardess who met Robert Kardashian happenstance and was like, yeah, I'm older. And uh, bing, bam, boom. She lives in Beverly Hills, friends with the rich and famous, popping babies out. <laughs> so is that how he became like a high-powered attorney who was friends with he his parents were successful Armenian immigrants. So we're talking like right. he's and LA first is gen. Full of them. Yeah, he's first gen, like it's a whole Fucking it's crap. a whole thing. Yeah, they own some kind of business. I wanna say they own like a mattress thing. Uh I don't know. I'll have to Wikipedia it. Has anyone seen that video? Okay, so Matt, find this video and stick this. <laughs> It wherever it goes. Uh, there's a video that's been around since like 2014 or whatever, and it's just it's this like shot on a handy cam video of by these two dudes from LA, both gangsters, one of whom is Armenian power, the other of whom is a Mexican from I think Los Serenos, and for some reason they're fighting an Assad-aligned uh, militia. <laughs> it, it just, it's a thing that existed that I was offhandedly remembering. Hey, we're still right here, homie. It's fucking morning. Fucking... We got still the fucking... enemigas right there, homie. Let me represent myself, homie. It's Creeper, homie, from the G-Dub 13 gang, homie. Sun Valley gang, homie. Fucking whiner from Westside Armenian Power Gang, homie. Still Puro Sureños putting it right down, here, homie. In Middle East, homie, in Syria, still gang banging, not giving a fuck, homie. Look, homie, is, check uh, this shit out with the Puro Sur 13, homie. Still gang banging this shit, homie. Get the G Dub, homie. Go, Mali. Check out the enemigas right there, homie. They're all right there, dog. But we don't give a fuck, homie. As you know, homie. And shout out, homie, Capone, Mr. Criminal from Silver Lake, homie, Capone from Cyclones, and Crazy Loco from Pasadena, and Pink Lady. We still got love for you, girl. We still got love for all your homies, all the sweet oh, dude, all you bottles. Let's put this shit down to all these motherfuckers, homie. For all the Sureños, homie, not giving a f That's right. Gang banging, homie. Post this shit up, homie. Tell the homies in fucking Middle East, homie, still gang banging, homie. Putting that shit down for the big sur trece gang, in homie. Syria, homie. We're in Syria, homie. Still G Dub Gumpy Wano's trece gang, homie. Frontline, homie. Frontline, homie. Frontline, homie. Frontline. We don't give a fuck. That's right. Got That's love for do, all the Surreños, homie. homie. That's Mr. Criminal, put dog. that all the fucking songs, homie. You're the shit, homie. That's how we do it, dog. And Sierra gang banging. Look at this fucking rain, homie. Fuck them. Pupos. We're in the fucking front line, homie. Front turn, fucking line, homie. We don't give a up, fuck, homie. dog. Turn that shit off, homie. Wait, you cut out. All right, I'll be back. Um, so, Mark David Chapman, national hero. Uh, we're going to have a Chapman land. Can you hear me? The fate of Chapman. Yes, your buddy. So, talk about Chat Mark David Chapman or like the door bunny talk about Kardashian lore. Just some ideas. I don't know. <laughs> Just some ideas. All right, dictatorship of the Marlotariat. <laughs> uh, David Chapman uh, Day. We can have a national holiday. <laughs> um, See, but I we can do mark want to the ground at which I you killed like the traitorous Yoko. John oh, Lennon. No. 
Have you never read her Twitter? Oh no, Bunny. What? Why? Explain yourself. Yes, I have. But also, I mean, have you ever heard her squall? Care. She calls music. She's like, tell a tree your secret. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So she is somebody that talks to trees, but it, look. Um, I just yeah, and also her music cases. He just did like, have brain damage. What if like, <laughs> what if Andy Warhol had brain damage after he got shot? <laughs> is Paul um, dead? Only uh, in only, this universe is Paul dead Ringo or is not? Alive. Is Paul dead or not? Are we perpetuating? <laughs> Yeah. No, I can get behind that. Ringo seems the most yeah, like unassuming. He's he never wrote a song about fucking Hare Krishna. He never beat his wife. God, that's and he never head. wrote a song hey. that had purely uh, "Obla Dibla Da" in yep. the title. Hell yeah. <clears throat> Hey, so tell, oh, so it's Marlo's back, mom's back, computer. Back, oh, my God. I, it's not even that interesting anymore. This sucks. Uh, no. Anyway, go on about it, blah, 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 blah. Wait, I mean, you you got it, dude. That's how we feel about it. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, also, Octopus's Garden sucks. Um, are we just shitting on the Beatles right now? Cause I, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was trying to... Different holidays, uh, whether or not Paul was dead, should we perpetuate that propaganda oh, or should we that's leave it? And I said only Ringo's alive. Do, do you guys ever read the uh, Batman comic about Paul is dead? No. What, what's, oh, there's this the whole uh, fucking Batman comic that came out like at the time based on the whole Paul is dead thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget exactly what happens. I don't know. It was like Robin, uh, like being a child who lives with this elderly, rich Epstein figure, uh, was a fan <laughs> of <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein as Batman. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, like he's the world owes a debt to the sacrifices made by Jeffrey. Counterpoint, uh, Bruce Wayne is an allegory for the one single non-pedophile rich guy. He's got to be a Batman. Right. He just lives with a child who's an orphan uh, and is therefore very vulnerable and doesn't have any other, like, social safety nets, uh, you know, out of coincidence. And has caves to bring children. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, and names for things. It's weird. Anyway, and this is also Silver Age Batman, so it's even fucking weirder. (laughs) But, um, no, it's this, uh, I mean, look it up. Uh, I don't remember the details, but, like, basically, Robin and his, like, peer buddies are all into this band that's, like, clearly the Beatles. Um, And, like, I don't know. There, I forget the exact angle of it, but it was based on the premise that the Paul is a dad rumor. Oh, I don't yeah. fucking know. I had a show that I wanted to talk about. What? What is it? Marlo and I watched it, but I re- we recently rewatched it. Uh, Turn. 
Oh, God, I love that show so fucking dumb, and I love it. it. Have you ever seen it, um, Bunny? No, what, wait. The Story of Washington Spies? Yep. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's on Netflix. I, oh, yeah, no, it's totally worth I am aware of it. For. I am aware of it because, um, yes, uh, more than once, I tried to get paid to be on it. What? I know. I know tons of people who did that show because they filmed it in Northern Virginia or a good chunk of it. Word. And uh, you know, just background and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, it's like one of those like classic uh, idiot shows. Yeah, and it's like pretty good for that. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, no. It it really makes me. Sympathize with the the British royal government. Like I've never sympathized so hard with imperialists until after watching this movie. <laughs> like the the British were all the slave abolitionists, and the colonists were all whiny bitches who wanted to keep their slaves, and then they did. Yeah, it was basically a very 1619 project-based thing. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, most, if not everyone... God, that show was fucking wacky. Holy shit, I forgot. Yeah. Holy shit, that was a fucking balls fucking insane show. It really was, and it was awesome (laughs) the entire time. Oh, shit, I forgot (laughs) all about that show. Um, it's so good. Um, Colonel Simcoe, the evil person, was like a slave abolitionist yeah. who freed slaves in Canada. Yeah. No. Uh, and the like the real person he was based on, like fucking ruled. <laughs> like the actual human being, the like psychopathic bad guy was based on, was a great person actually. And well, they did sort of portray him. Almost accurately, at least he was in the Queen's Rangers. He did fight for the British and then became a senator in Canada or he governed Canada and then freed the slaves like 40 years before America did. Yeah, I mean, no, it it would have to be longer than that because the British freed the slaves throughout. No, 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 no. It was he uh, Canada freed the slaves in 1819. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, so uh-huh. before England did. Before England did. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I got it. Because, and it was something about the, the slaves, the, the British were pushing to free slaves in the colony. Yeah, I'm literally reading a book about this right now. Um, Slavery and Capitalism by Eric Williams. But, uh, yeah, 1833 is when it got freed in the, uh, like, empire. <sighs> yeah, no, uh, fucking, yeah, no, that, sh- that show, like, rocks. That show <laughs> it <awesome>. really does. <laughs> um, and that uh, was pretty much the background to my trip, because a lot of the plot points in the show happened on my vacation. Sorry, like, going to the Princeton battlefield. Okay, yeah, sure. No, going was- to Mammoth. Yeah, I was going to say, that's true also on Long Island. <laughs> a lot of right, that right. takes place. No, I wanted to do it where we go to Setauket. Uh, okay, so you want to set up a turn tour, basically. I want to, no, like, 
anybody else in. I want. Yeah, no, you want to set up a like tour vacation package of visiting locations from the television series Turn, the story of Washington Spy. We could even do it in a bus. We could do a turn bus, like no, no, it'll be like a scheduled vacation oh, package. Backwards and people from all over the over the world will send you uh, money, <laughs> and that'll have an all expenses uh, included package to travel to New Jersey and Long Island. Um, and yeah, well, and then you go to Philly. We went to Philly for a day. Uh, and we saw Dan. Hey, Dan, if you're listening. Um, um, and there was a hurricane that happened. Yeah, no, my uh, neighborhood, my town got fucked by that shit. Like, a literal tornado ripped through my town. What? Yeah, no, it, like, fucking owns Marmora. Yeah, there's, it, like, went across the Garden State Parkway, ripped through the Coca-Cola bottling plant that is a thing that exists in my town, knocked out power in a bunch of places. Yeah, yeah, we got, like, kind of fucked up by that shit. Yeah, anyway, no, my point is, though, like, Mike Duncan had for a while, uh, back when he was doing the History of Rome podcast, he had the History of Rome tour where you could, like, order a slot to go on a tour with Mike Duncan of, like, locations mentioned in the history of Rome. And I think our podcast should put together a Turn the Story of Washington Spies tour (laughs) through New Jersey, Long Island, and, like, parts of Virginia, I guess. Um, We we finished at Yorktown. Uh, Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's the place. Uh, but, like, let's mostly, like, visit what is today probably some, like, horrifically racist Levittown, which is the location where the main character actually lived or whatever the fuck. I thought it was Setauket. It was accurately. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. They ran They ran it out of Setauket. There was a battle of Setauket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Every Long Island town is the same. This reminds me of a friend I had who was the... Uh, she's a comedian, so you might know her, Bunny. Uh, she did the uh, the bus for Sex in the City bus. Yeah, yeah, um, I am familiar with that, um, at least that tour. Yeah. I wasn't good enough <laughs> to get that. No, you tried? Oh, you tried? I totally auditioned for that. Like one of, Like, the first year I was in New York. But it did not go well. They were like, which one are you? And I, like, stupidly didn't expect them to ask me that. <laughs> like, which Sex in the City character oh, yeah. no, that's like, did I consider myself? And I I've was like, never uh, watched, I've never watched Sex in the City, but I do remember having a friend named Samantha. And if Samantha is listening, not you, a different one. But, no, I remember having a friend named Samantha and just going, are you a Samantha? And just not knowing what that meant, and she got angry at me for some reason. (laughs) But, yeah, no, everyone knows about the which one are you character. So what I'm saying is we need a Sex in the City bus, but for turn. Well, I was going to say Mike Duncan History of Rome tour, but for turn. But, yeah, no, same basic idea, I guess. Yeah, you know, just a bus um, that drives instead of through Manhattan across um, 
300 miles of the eastern coast of America. Yeah, that bus will drive <laughs> wherever yeah, from you tell it to. Baltimore <laughs> through <laughs> Connecticut and then back through like eastern Long Island. It will be the funnest bus ride you'll ever take. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I did it. That was the basis of our vacation was a turn tour and then we watched the show as we went past the location yeah no my favorite part of uh turn was when they made the turtle into like a thing that actually was useful yep, yep no, right. and then the dude on it sings the song my son john which is featured on an album of celebrities singing sea shanties and John C. Riley uh, sings the song "My Son John," and they also sing it in turn. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, John C. Riley. I recently saw him uh, because we watched the Drunk Histories of Nikola Tesla. Oh yeah, well that's oh, yeah. like that's a pretty fucking Comedy Central Drunk Histories. Yeah, yeah. Back when like it was good. Yeah, back when angel investors. Oh my god! <laughs> back when like fucking angel investors were like, "Hey, let's give a billion dollars to every comedy website on the internet for them to just produce videos." And you had like the Onion, like having like eighteen different shows. You had the Crash um, Channel. Excuse me, that's. Not what happened exactly. <laughs> okay, I mean, no, a bunch of comedy websites had a bunch of money to do, and I know, yeah, then Facebook ruined it somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know Facebook ruined it somehow, and I know this along with uh, the oppression of the Greeks by the Ottomans is like deeply uh, seared into your multi-generational trauma as a Greek-American comedian. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm going to still be flipping about it and just say, like, just uh, a bunch of, like, dumbasses with money were like, hey, funny or die, do you need $11 billion to, like, just do whatever the fuck you want with it? And it was awesome. It was awesome. It was a glorious fucking era of being online. And, like, overnight, like, Crack no longer had a fucking YouTube channel. The Onion no longer had videos. Funny or Die may or may not still exist. No one knows. College Humor <laughs> may or may not still exist. For all I know, uh, Drunk History was on College Humor, not Funny or Die. I have no idea. Because that is the before time. Nobody does know. Yeah, no one knows. That's how... We don't yeah. talk about the event. That's right. You know, astronaut meme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should also use this bus to go on a ghost tour. Tour. There is a ghost tour. You went. Bunny, All of the places. Bunny went on a ghost tour through ghost. Ocean City, New Jersey. Correct. Yes, it's one of my favorite ones. And that went by my friend Josh Whitmer's house, apparently, because, like, it was a thing he did growing up. A friend of mine from high school uh, would, like, always, like, hide in the bushes and, like, spook the ghost tour as they went by. We had no jump-outers. It was pure, dorky lady in way too uh, lacy of a dress. But I an went, earnest ghost believer who was very 
committed to that tour and I it instilled in me a love of ghost tours forevermore. Yeah, I went on one ghost tour in my life. It was in Philly and it fucking blew. See, I you got to go on you got to go on a ghost tour run by a very earnest ghost no, that, society. Okay, here's my deal. Um the woman who ran it 100% believed in ghosts. And I <laughs> wish she did not. But I wish it was just like, all right, here's the fucking legend, and, you know, whatever. Next. Like, it's Philadelphia. Like, you want an agnostic Yes, I want tour. an agnostic ghost tour. Like, it's Look, cringe as fuck. Like, there's a market, then I'm going to do it. Yeah, I want, um, like, someone to I have be pitched like, myself, I have pitched myself like, to several my- paranormal shows as the agnostic host, because I feel like that is the appropriate way to approach a paranormal supernatural. Yeah, like, it's Philadelphia, so it's, like, every location <laughs> is, like, oh, during the Revolutionary War, someone died. And, you know, there's there's a fucking light that flickers now and again. Like, that's basically what ghosts in Philly do. Is- um, hello, don't Ben Franklin's ghost come out and, like, do a dance or some shit? No, we didn't have Ben Franklin's ghost, but we did uh, go <laughs> to... Now I forget her name. The bitch who, like, made the American flag, whatever the fuck her name is. Betsy uh, Ross? Yeah, yeah, like, the, the tour started at her place. We drove by that. Yeah, no, it's a, like, location in Philly. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it just was, like, annoying, and it's, like, it was also, like, a private tour, which I feel like was a problem, because it was just, like, us, like, looking at each other going, this is fucking stupid. Like, I just feel like I would have preferred someone to just be like, I really, I just wanted a history tour. I didn't want a ghost tour. But if I could have a history tour that was themed around places that had urban legends attached, that'd be cool. That's always my pitch for ghost tours, though. Right. The interesting part is, yeah, there's some legitimate history to it. Except for Ocean City, I imagine, because this place has no history. Um, hello. There was many jokes made about how this space had spirits of a certain kind, because you can't have the other kind of spirits here. Because <laughs> Ocean City is uh, a dry, uh, it's a dry uh, town. It's a no, dry okay, town. Okay, but here's the deal. This place was like a barren wasteland bought by the Methodists in the like 1890s when they thought that like, oh, I have cancer. I don't know. Hang out at the beach for a while and breathe in the sea air. Maybe that'll help. Oh, no, it doesn't. You need medicine. But like, no, it was bought by the Methodist Church to be like this sanatorium resort in like the 1890s. It has no fucking I mean, it was, like, us so like, the Lenny Lenape were here at some point, but, like, we murdered all of them. But, yeah, no, it has, like, no fucking history. And, like, it just, like, was century of history of just being lame as fuck. Yeah, there's, there's nothing to Ocean City. I can't imagine... Unlike the super cool white trash utopia that is Ocean City, Maryland. Yeah. Oh, I love Ocean City, Maryland, and all the trash. Okay, so actually, Bunny, I have this question for you, because this was an experience of mine. 
Uh, do you recall the Wonder Years episode where Fred Savage went to Ocean City and made out with a girl underneath the boardwalk? But they never, like, they used Ocean City as a generic name for, like, a town by the ocean where the family would go on vacation. Yeah. Do you remember that episode? I do remember that episode. Yeah, because I remember growing up with that episode and always just taking it for granted that that happened in my town. And I don't know you being from, like, Maryland. That oh, I definitely might... assumed it happened right. in yeah, okay. Ocean City, Maryland. Yeah. But I didn't, you know, as a child, I didn't know Ocean City, Maryland was, like, trashy until I was older. There's also because... that episode of Rocket Power where they said the word shoebies. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I saw my first concert on the beach at Ocean City, Maryland. Where... Wait, who was playing? It was the Beach Boys on the beach. Whoa, that is pretty With... cool. Which yeah, John Stamos there? Um, John Stamos... Uh, I'm not sure if he showed up, but I think the only original member was John Stamos's friend, Mike Love. <laughs> John yeah, Stamos. I was going to say, like, the 90s Beach Boys lineup. Yeah. I was, like, five years old. Do you guys, the greatest thing. Do you guys want to hear an exclusive thing uh, about John Stamos? We do. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, and this also goes to all Greeks know each other. Exactly. Go it's got nothing to do with the Greekness. Though my mom, who is my non-Greek side, really hates that John Stamos, who is also a half-Greek, describes his non-Greek mom as a mutt. My mom very much does not like that. <laughs> you describe your mom as a barbarian because she always says bar 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 instead yeah. of like actual words. I'm like this bar 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 this Celtic barbarian. Yeah, uh, she's all like not speaking a real language. Yeah, she's just like a bar 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 bar. Anyway, I love John Stamos, disclaimer, as a Greek-American, I'm duty-bound, but there is a really awful interview he gave in a Jade magazine in the 90s uh, where he basically tells the story of tricking a girl into hooking up with his bandmate thinking it was him and like pretty sure he'd get canceled if somebody just pulled oh. that exact all right interview. so this podcast is getting famous for canceling john stannis oh no you <laughs> i'm did a this traitor part. um you, did, you will not be welcome back to your church of like bearded priests yeah well that yeah as god intended beard and a wife and like leavens, uh, bread for the communion. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Basically, he told a story where he's like, "This girl was really into me," and I was like, "Hey, yeah, like uh, I'll be right back." Blah blah blah. And the lights were out, and then I just like sent my friend in. Yeah, I mean, the implication being that this. Young woman had sexual relations with a man she yeah, thought no, was John Stamos. In fact, be a form of rape. But, it would be uh, rape. It would be. Ugh. Yeah. 
But even if it is not, in fact, exactly what occurred, it's a cancelable joke. <laughs> it is cancelable. Um, but I will say that counterpoint... <laughs> okay, okay. Not counterpoint that it's moral. Not, not counterpoint that it's okay or anything like that. No, but counterpoint to you would be cancelled for it, Rob Lowe. True. Rob Lowe... Uh, number one looks exactly like John Stamos. They're the same. <laughs> number two, Rob Lowe's a white John Stamos. Uh, committed statutory rape by every definition of the term. Mm-hmm. And number three has never been canceled. And the closest he's ever come to being canceled was the Comedy Central roast, where everyone jocularly mentioned that he committed statutory rape. But he didn't know. Isn't that the joke? <laughs> like, isn't yeah. that how they played it off, essentially, if I remember uh, I mean, that's cool. Like, I don't know. The dude, like, fucked a child. So, like... Yeah, like, if you I feel like Rob Lowe is the, like, perfect control group for John Stamos because, again, they're kind of the same person. Yeah. Where does Bob Saget fit in? Bob Saget's never actually done a bad thing in his life, I think. Yeah, he's he's too dirty on stage. That's how it works. Yeah, no, like, like, yeah, no, Danny Tanner and, like, uh, America's Funniest Home Videos is, like, the actual Bob Saget in my feeling uh, and he used being like a weird filthy uh, shock comedian to get there and good for him for that and then dialectically he used the fact that he was seen as a saccharine family everyone's father yeah he then was able to like further play off that and actually be successful at comedy for the first time in his life in like I do, I do remember, I do remember being shocked when I heard him curse for that. Yeah, I remember. Well, I remember there's a there's a throwaway Simpsons joke from like you know Golden Age Simpsons. Uh, I forget what it was, but it was like yeah, Chief Wiggum and his wife had tickets to see something, and they realized it was actually Bob Saget, and they're like, oh no, and that was the joke. Uh, but then, like, you know, of course, by the time it's 2006, we're in the, like, if you're a smart guy, you know who Louis C.K. is, and if you're a really smart guy, you know that Bob Saget is actually funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was an era of comedy, where it was like, yeah, the the know-it-alls, the people in the know, know that Bob Saget's actually a funny comedian. That's right. The aristocrats. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it was the aristocrats fucking era. Okay. I remember, yeah, I remember saying, because, yeah, you know, yeah, I was, like, a college freshman at the time, and, like, yeah, I was, also, like, I'm gonna just go on record and say South Park was actually good then, but, um, yeah, <laughs> I was, like, into South Park at the time, so, like, yeah, the South Park guys did a Cartman aristocrats joke, and I remember, like, watching that, like, a fucking million times on, like, <laughs> YouTube, which was, like, a new website that had a 10-minute limit to its videos at the time. They sure did. That shit was awesome. Yeah, the original Plinkett review on uh, of um, Phantom Menace is split into 10-minute chunks. 
even if you see it in a different format, they'll break it up in the video and say end of part one uh, because YouTube at the time. That's some history for you Zoomers. That's right. Fucking kids. You little ass kids. Don't believe Pieces of shit. You don't even know what it was like to like the most content you got was from Adobe Flash and like you were on Homestar Runner and shit. Uh, that's what we had. We had fucking Homestar Runner, which was actually awesome and better than anything on the internet today. And I'm going to become an old man watching fucking Homestar Runner clips going, this was real comedy. Hey, watch watch it. You know they're going to have nostalgia about TikTok growing yeah, up. No, yeah, no, they'll, they'll be wrong and my nostalgia will be correct. Um, <laughs> so, you know. Your nostalgia, nostalgia, our nostalgia will be correct. I'm writing it. I have, I have nostalgia for yeah. for, for Anthony Scaramucci. Oh yeah, he was in the news. Oh, the yeah, he was. <laughs> Why was he trending today? I couldn't actually figure that out. He came out uh, on the side of pro Biden Republican group. Oh uh, okay. Uh-oh. And then went and then went on Fox News and got into an argument. And then Donald Trump oh, watched that interview and then tweeted about it how uh, he yeah, only had a job for eleven days. Terrible. Oh, I did have I did have a um, compound bit for this episode. I just <laughs> want to say, go for it, go for it. Here it is. It's it's really short. Nathan Gay Robinson. <laughs> So um, stupid. I, I I am not saying it's not. That's I I had a stupid come town bit. Okay, here's here's Nathan Gay Robinson. Oh, Marx is stupid, and also I like penis. <laughs> oh, and also I look like a flamboyant vampire bred with like a muskrat. I'm a fancy lad, and like Marx is esoteric and also kind of authoritarian and. Also, I like dicks, and my name's Nathan Gay Robinson. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, I can, I'll, I'll work. It's a work in process. Yeah, I'll Progress. work that yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, he's, did you see him defending his british accent? Uh, no, he, I don't, because he, I rarely, he, if ever, think of this man. <laughs> well, it was only the shit on him. Right, yeah, it's uh, him making a long post about how he came to New Orleans but still retained some of his British accent from before and that, you know, he switches back and forth not on his own volition. Uh, actually, I'm completely fine with that. I, I agree. Like, yeah, no. The accents are weird like that. You do different things. Depends on how drunk you are, what, like, code you're in. Yeah, no, good for him. I appreciate a good Cajun, Anglo-Cajun accent. Anglo-Cajun accent. I don't appreciate utopian uh, socialism. Is he just a Chomsky kind of... Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. Uh, Like, it was even a fucking post I read earlier... Which not Nathan J. Robinson describing, but like 
Oh, I'm going to go online and I'm just going to be like aggressively transphobic and racist, but like also I want Medicare for all. So now I'm dirtbag left and uh, all my shit's irony. How's it irony? Because I say so. Like there's the problem in the Bernie 2016 thing, which kind of limited uh, the definition of socialism to certain uh, policy uh, goals and from that a lot of people can be socialists which is useful if you want to you know boost socialism's numbers for messaging and uh, specific policy goals but it also has a problem if you want to have any cogent definition of socialism and uh, not have to deal with complete fucking dumbasses amy therese or nathan j robinson opposite ends of the spectrum but uh both uh terrible no i agree uh, we should be anti Beatles and anti nathan gay robinson no nathan gay robinson rules i feel like, like this, yeah, nathan but nathan j robinson, robinson is good yeah, it's, no, Nathan J. Robinson sucks. But how do you how do you feel about Charles Fourier? Fourier, Fourier, Fourier. Um, I don't know. Interesting guy. Uh, classic of utopian socialism, but the aspect of utopian socialism that blended to the three pillars of Marxism as Lenin described it, and like um. I don't know, cool as fuck. Like, crazy fucking dude. Interesting guy. Uh, cool as fuck. Cool as fuck. You thought we'd have a third arm by now. That'd be cool. <laughs> I wanted a third arm. If Wasn't he also the cuck philosopher? Yeah, yeah. He had, like, the 87 definitions of cuck. Um, yeah, he, he, he was, like, super awesome. And this is all from the YouTube channel Cuck Philosophy, which is, like at once unrelated to and related to uh, Charles Fourier. Well, also I watched uh, a lecture by Frederick Jameson did American Utopia where he drew from the ghost of Charles Fourier. So yeah, Fourier's like main deal was he had this like very exacting definition of this communal living space that was basically this like weird panoptical um hellscape of like this giant building that would have like apartments in one part workshops in another part lunch areas in another part and it was like all like done like with this meticulous like idea of this is the vision of the future but it had shit like well women on their periods would like eat in room b3 and like women not on their periods between ages of this and that would eat here and then uh men would eat here and like had this whole like gender and like age segregated fucking tiered schedule of when people would work and eat and sleep and like how they would have sex and like create more children that would somehow lead to this like utopian like from each according to his ability to each according to his needs kind of thing um and he was like important as one of the early proponents of a thing called socialism that he also he also coined the phrase uh, or the term feminism yeah yeah that is true 
Yeah, no, it's like, no, he's... Well, fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's... There's those white men. He's an interesting guy. Um, how to live. I mean, he's 100%, and you can, like, read Mark's talking about Fourier, and, like, saying why Fourier is wrong, but also clearly... I'm working in this scape that Fourier must have existed for me to be talking right now. Yeah, he's like a critical thinker, you know, to use the Lenin idea of Marx as combining the German idealism of Hegel, the English uh, scientific economism of Ricardo and Adams, and then the French utopian socialism of Fourier. So he is like one of those main pillars that is behind Marxist thought. But, but where does uh, the utopian socialism of Robinson come in? I mean, that's like, I mean, still French, but like, Again, I mean, it's kind of like everyone's responding to everyone else, so... Like, and, and why does he so strongly reject Marx? Honestly, you know, I never spoke to... Um, you never to, spoke to Marx? To uh, oh Robinson God. about this, but, um, <laughs> you know, it there's kind of an initial contrarian instinct to say, like, What's this guy really doing for us? And, you know, from what I can tell, it's mostly just like, well, there's there's things I want, things I like, and things I think are good. And why do we need Marx to get to those points? And also there's some baggage, and also there's some people who are really into Marx who annoy me, uh, which I get. The inclination, it's stupid, but I get it. You know, I, I'll say there's a reason Marx is Marx, and there is a value to Marx. I certainly believe that. But, yeah, I get the inclination of, and again, this is part of the stretching of socialism to just, like, gobble up, like, well, I like Medicare for all and shit, and my name's Rick. Um, but yeah, there's an inclination to just, I mean, who, who fucking does the reading? Most people don't. And why does it, you don't need to do the reading to say, I like these things. And I think a more just society would have this. I still think there's value in doing the reading, but most people are not going to do the reading. Uh, bourgeoisie democracy exists where most people have never read Montesquieu or Locke or even more modern fucking people. But, but, but Robinson seems to be explicitly saying these things to reject a certain type of... He exists in a social space where he's constantly responding to Marxists. That's true. I mean, that, that's really what it comes down to. Like, again, I, I, I've always said the thing, like, where it's like, oh, you're a liberal? Are you a Lockean liberal or are you a Montesquieuian liberal? Like, yeah, that would be a ridiculous thing to say. But, like, oh, 
you're a socialist? Are you a Marxist? Are you a Leninist? Are you a this? Are you that? How do you square what this guy said about this thing? But this, like the hegemonic idea of liberalism does not require you to do any reading for it because it exists. It's there. It's just what reality is. Uh, there's, this presumption and requirement, their like idea of, oh, you're a socialist. Well, what about this? What about that? Oh, do you agree with this thinker? Well, he said this. So what about A, B, and C? And like, so yeah, he's in a space where you kind of have to have an opinion about Marx. Liberals don't need to have an opinion about John Locke. Liberals don't need to know a single goddamn thing John Locke has ever said. It, it just, it's liberalism. It's already here. It's already the, here. That reminds me, uh, next time, I'm probably going to finish up with Brave New World, if anybody wants to do... The TV show? No. Oh, the book? Oh, I could talk about that right now. I remember that shit beginning and end from reading it in high school. Well, I'm about halfway through. It's fucking um, great society, and we should do it. <laughs> like, 100%. Great society. Also great, like, sci-fi of being able to do genetic engineering before you knew what genetics were. But, like, you know, like, the, the fucking thing, like, with Brave New World... Like, everyone likes to make fun of Orwell, where it's like, ooh, you know, oh, he was an anti-communist, blah, 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 think crime, this, that, and the other thing. But, like, you know, you could at least, if you accept him at face value, go, oh, that's a brutal society, I'd rather not live in it. Break the world, like, what the fuck? Oh, I, I'm not allowed to read Shakespeare. Oh, damn. <laughs> I guess well, they'll take some Soma and have some sex about it. Yeah, they do take Soma and then fuck around a bit. That's all um, they do, and it rules. <laughs> and like, it's, and then they go on trips to yeah. go hang out with natives. And who who are boring fucking assholes who read Shakespeare and like get all wrinkly and old-agey and die, and it sucks. And they're fucking downers, and fuck them. I'm also reading uh, Huxley's notes on writing it that he wrote, like, 15 years later. Oh, that's interesting. I've never read them. I've read about them. He, it's a lot of bad opinions, but it kind of is the end of history, like Kajeve, kind of middle middle of the century, like liberal democracy needs to be not brave new world world, or has to resist falling into the temptation to okay, end up so like brave new world maybe, or 1984. Maybe I, I I haven't read about them because I I just recall that like post taking acid Huxley was basically rejected everything from brave new world. Um, was this post taking acid, well, Huxley? It was 1958, so I don't know. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know um, my drug but, history well. But a lot of, but a lot of it was anxiety about overpopulation. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the eugenics of the eugenics of the society within Brave New World kind of 
uh, mirrored that anxiety. And he was going on and on about how if at this rate, we're going to double the amount of people living here over the next 10 years and then double five years. And, you know, he's right. We did. Like at the time. When but also voting, it's essentially fine. It was like three million people. Yeah, I mean, Huxley was elitist as fuck. Um, I remember his whole thing about LSD. And, like, this was actually, like, in early LSD philosophy, like, which was the thing. Uh, the Leary versus Huxley schools was basically Huxley thought there should be this enlightened overclass that got to take LSD. And Leary thought everyone should take LSD. And with LSD, uh, maybe Huxley was right because I know some assholes who have taken LSD. But, uh, yeah, no, Huxley is definitely an elitist piece of shit. And Brave New World is very consistent with that. Yeah. Um, Like, you know, like, you can, like, shit on Orwell all you want. But, like, I understand who Orwell was. And, like, yeah, he's kind of a rad lib. uh, But, like, he's got a consistent idea of working class liberation whereas Huxley has this very like the enlightened philosopher king will lead us to salvation kind of shit this in both books is very much uh individualism needs to triumph right collectivism which like Orwell was kind of like that but like more class analysis than that if that makes any sense what about you bunny I mean, I also think a brave new world, we should just do it. Like, let's just see what happens. (laughs) Fucking Sex and Soma and No Shakespeare is Mm -hmm. Marlowe's Paradise. But, like, also, if we want to just have a discussion, I mean, Bunny, any opinions about The Giver? Like, there's other, like... Uh, children's dystopia novels we could go off about. <laughs> I've actually never read The Giver, but I think I know <laughs> what happens. Something about, like, they don't see color, but then they do see color, and that's a deal. Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, I like it. I like a children's dystopia. I... Ooh, also never read Wrinkle in Time. and Oh, you never did? It's- I've never read Wrinkle in Time. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, so some people I- really like Wrinkle in Time. Uh, I've never read his dark materials, and the most annoying people in the world like that shit, so I'm glad I didn't. It's, uh, it's fantasy for atheists, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, they ride, like, polar bears and, like, whatever. I don't know. It sucks. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What was up with Brave New World having all the names being theorists from the 19th century? Okay, uh, you know what? I'm gonna just, like, reread Brave New World over a weekend now. But, um, no, I mean, I know they, like, hailed Ford as a Jesus figure. Well, okay, that that made me interested in uh, Fordism. Right. Marxist political theory and then they have like ford as this uh god hail ford uh let ford be with you or you know yeah oh yeah they literally did say let ford 
Yeah, they, they literally say... That was the goofiest fucking book. <laughs> oh my god, like, because they didn't know what genetic engineering... They didn't know what DNA was, so they were like, oh, well, we just, like, dump alcohol onto a fetus for a bit. Like, and then I, they blamed they blamed all like defects of personality or physical defects on that. Yeah, which is, yeah, which yeah. Is like, fetal alcohol syndrome rules the universe of uh, Brave New World. That book <laughs> was awesome, uh, but I disagree with every idea presented in it. <laughs> <laughs> like that book, like as a sci-fi though. It is some, like, just great sci-fi. It is some, like, because, like, 1984, it's, like, ostensibly a sci-fi because it's about a future, so at some point he has to imagine future technologies. But you can tell it's a chore for him. And he, like, (laughs) comes up with, oh, I don't know, I guess there will be helicopters that people shoot guns from. And, um... Oh, yeah, remember V2 rockets from World War II? They'll have them, but there'll be more of them. Well, wasn't the original title 1948? Well, it was written in 1948, so he switched those numbers to call it 1984, and then it came out in 1949. No, 1984 came out in 1949. Yes, yeah. 1984 came out in 1949. It was written mostly in 1948, and he came up with the title 1984 by pitching yes. the last two digits. And but, in, but in Brave New World 32. Out, if yeah. And then he wrote the notes about it in 58, commenting and comparing 1984 versus 1932. And what I thought was interesting was in Brave New World, there was sexual liberation and everybody was fucking. And then 1948, nobody was fucking. Yeah. Or 1984, nobody was fucking. And, yeah, no. that- and, like, one of the many reasons why Brave New World is a perfectly fine universe. To live. Well, I think this is something you and I have talked about, Marlo, um, is that the original uh, stereotypes about, a, you know, Marxism is that they were all sex perverts. Right. Yeah, that is true. And that, like, early... Soviet Union, they just all had orgies, like, they were just... Well, I mean, that was, I mean, angles in uh, origin of the family, I mean, it comes up again and again if you read Marx and Angles, is constantly, because they're writing in the Victorian era, and one of the implications of their belief system is that the family structure is a superstructural construction of the capitalist system and would become irrelevant with a different economic system. I mean, that's literally an implication of uh, Marxism. And during the Victorian era, opponents of Marxism ran with that to like come up with the idea that these are sex perverts who just want to fuck everybody and destroying the family, which and making common property was like one of the charges in the early days levied against the socialists in general and also the Marxists, which was a big theme thing in the the Brave New World universe was that there was no mothers or fathers and no family right. and family was a thing, but by 1948 or. In 1984, 
the the stereotype kind of switched right. and they were socially conservative cracking down on sexual any sexual liberation that is interesting um and it, i think it shows the way in which the west or at least you know british american thought of the soviet union from the time of the pre world war 2 to the cold war yeah yeah i could see that where you have these sexually liberated freaks and then a world war happens and then you have these totalitarian puritans <laughs> interesting yeah sure uh, and he and Huxley says that explicitly in his text in in the notes about it. This is interesting. Anyway, the point is, um, yeah, Brave New World like rules uh, as a world to live in. Like you can't read 1984, take it at face value, and say I'd like to live there. You can absolutely read Brave New World, take it at face value, and say, yeah, it'd be fine. There do seem to be some things about uh, the signal to... I'm just saying it would speak a lot to uh, incel culture. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, because you get to do no, you, you uteruses. You have a government-guaranteed... Uh, uh, well, I mean, it's not even a government-guaranteed wife. It's just, like, a enforced polyamorous society. Um, if you're an alpha, I mean, actually, that's really the incel part of it. Yeah, no, it's really everyone's cool. called fucking Greek letters as their identity, which is uh, good and true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yes, alpha, betas, <laughs> uh, gammas. Yep. Nobody talks about I think them. There were no, I think there yeah, were epsilons. epsilons. Epsilons were the lowest. Yeah, they were the lowest. And Bernard Marx was the cynical, depressed alpha who uh, got moved to Iceland or whatever. Yeah. I mean, everyone's happy in the book. Um, as long as they have coma. Well, no, everyone's just happy. And, like, you know, like, again... The drawback is literally you're not allowed to read Shakespeare. Like, I mean, that's fine. It seemed like Bernard Marx was pissed off that he didn't have individuality. What's that even mean? Fuck you. Like, fuck you. <laughs> he what was being oppressed by collectivism. Like, I mean, like, seriously, what do you mean? Of course you have individuality. You're high. <laughs> You're with your buds. You're fucking each other. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Shit rules. All right. Well, that's our review of Brave New World. Um, <laughs> uh, <sighs> you know, there's two types of people. People who have read The Giver and people who have read The Giving Tree by Marie <laughs> Sendak. Well, I will say my favorite part of A Brave New World is the idea that you could just learn mad shit in your sleep. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, I forgot that part. The psych, psych -ed, or sleep drop. Sleep learning. Sleep learning. Yes. Yeah. It had a specific name. It was like psychodrama. Okay, I'm going to reread this book because like, I remember just loving the sci-fi from it. Like, yeah. it's a 
adorable fucking a- a- Ariel and I were sitting on the beach reading it to ignore my parents. It was great. Yeah, no, it's just the most, like, adorable fucking sci-fi of idiots who didn't know science because uh, it was the 1930s. Yeah, that shit ruled. Fucking the atomic bomb ruined sci-fi because after the atomic bomb, all sci-fi is like, ew, the atomic bomb, meh. Yeah. Shit sucked. Uh, yeah, also, if I remember correctly, uh, Brave New World has a lot of great character names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, Steve was saying that. Another element I forgot. I just remember, remember the giant, like, fucking Rube Goldbergian baby factories they had where they're just, like, shoving booze into fetuses. Well, the main the main female character's name is Lenina. Lenina. Oh, and right. then Bernard Marx, and then there's yeah. a character with the last name Trotsky, and then there's a character with the last name Bakunin. And okay. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? I need to reread the shit out of this book. Yeah, no, you, you've seriously forgotten all the anti-communist stuff. Well, yeah, no, because, I mean, I've read it in, like, high school and never again. Wait, and there... Uh, Darwin Bonaparte. <laughs> oh my god. Is, oh. Is name. Okay. Yeah, shit. I gotta reread this. That's really that's <laughs> awesome. It's so cool. Good <laughs> Darwin Bonaparte. Pleased to meet you, Darwin Bonaparte. <laughs> yeah, it's after my favorite character in Brave New World, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, what, what are you talking about, Napoleon? No, it's about, like, it's uh, it's my love of uh, Algis Huxley, or whatever the fuck his first name is. Like a weird <laughs> fucking British who, like, can't name their kids Alex or whatever. <laughs> whatever. All right, guys. I guess I guess we're all reading Brave New World. Yeah, no, this is the official Pinko uh, book club. Uh, yeah, no, we've had a book club. We're doing a tour. Yeah, no, we're doing great. A turn tour and a book club. We have, and we have so- an official beef with Legion of Skanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, this shit rolls. It definitely does. All right. Uh, yeah. So, Brave New World. Darwin Bonaparte. Yeah, I am going to write fan fiction about Darwin Bonaparte, and I don't even know who this person is. I'm <laughs> I gonna think a minorish character. If I yeah, I'm sure. That. Which will it's uh, it'll be like when that dude wrote the like thing about Rosencrantz and Guildenstern or whatever the fuck. They're dead. Yeah, that was it. I thought, yeah. Yeah, or like that book, Grendel. Mm-hmm. Or like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Yeah, it'll be like that, but it'll be about Napoleon bon- or Napoleon Darwin or Bonaparte Darwin. I don't fucking know. I'll figure it out. But yeah, I'm down with this. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna also, finish the I think the there's book. like... I, I faintly remember there being a, a, a Turkish, an Ottoman Turkish thing. <laughs> so cool. we're, it's going to check all of our boxes. Very guys. cool. All right. All right. Good night. Bye. Good night. Good night. Here's some of the lyrics. You ready? I'm our kids. Horses in this house. There's some horses in this house. There's some horses in this house. There's some horses in this house. 
I said certified freak. Seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pull out game weak. Yeah, 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 you effin' with some wet-ass P-word Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet-ass P-word Give me everything you've got for this wet-ass P-word Beat it up and catch a charge Extra large and extra hard Put this P-word right in your face Wipe your nose like a credit card Hop on top if I want a fried And I do a kegel while it's inside Spit in my mouth, look in my eyes This P-word is wet, I'm taking a dodge It continues uh, along these lines uh, and it gets significantly, significantly more vulgar. Like, oh, a lot more vulgar. Talk your S word, bite your lip, ask for a call while you ride that Z word. You really ain't never gonna F him for a thing. He already made his mind up before he came. Now get your boots and your coat for this wet ass P word. Pay my tuition just to kiss me on this wet ass P Right, so, this is, guys, this, this is what feminists fought for. This is what the feminist movement was all about. Oh, no, he didn't. Miss Peaches?